Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. All praise Stone Cold Becky Lynch. I'm Ollie Davis. This is El Fakador Laurie Blake. Welcome to the Wrestle Ramble review of SmackDown, where we are still emanating from the murder room. Look at this lovely red backdrop. Uh, but the House of Horrors, as people say, we yes, should call it. Yeah, but. I did venture back into the pigeon-infested studio yesterday. I went round with my shirt over my mouth like this. Yeah, I was, and it was there's, there's so no safety, so such such safety. Yeah, and there's no electricity either. I got a little bit freaked out. Yeah, as you I as, felt as, like you, it was as you haunted were, as you were, it was haunted. I thought it was haunted the first time I ever saw it. Mm. <laughs> uh, and, and now it's that, got yeah. loads of dead pigeon souls in there as well. Oh yeah, yeah. But I got the headset, which is reading the comments back. The one thing people liked about yesterday that we didn't have the headsets. But now they're back. Yeah, yeah. biggest returns of the year. So back to SmackDown. Uh, Becky Lynch is still a heel, or is she? What was your, what were your thoughts by the end of this episode? Well, I think yeah, it's. I think it was. They were obviously trying less hard to make it like. It's me against everyone, kind of. I think before they were pushing very hard for her to be like the the, the heel thing of saying like, I don't, like, I don't like that. Fan. And like a lot of other, a lot of the other heel characters, funnily enough, did it on SmackDown this week, going, Oh God, Toronto, mm. am I right? God, Toronto, the <laughs> cheapest of heat. Yeah, what a place. Um, Your sports team, <laughs> not very good, is it? Oh, Toronto, oh, Toronto. Uh, however, in this, you like. When she beat down Charlotte, she got the babyface pop. She got the oh, like. Huge. She got the sort of like she got the, when when Daniel Bryan ran out on the Miz recently. That exact same reaction mm. from people. People and people were just you know, during the match with Carmella and Charlotte, people were sh- chanting, "We want Becky. We want Becky." So, like, oh, you're gonna get her. Like, and I think the only hint that she was like a proper heel in this is that she was wearing all black. That yeah. was pretty, pretty much it. Like in the kind of uh, very obvious. Let's do a very obvious visual metaphor for how evil she's gone or whatever. Mm. But I think here, yeah, it's so hard to tell. I think she's actually like, it's almost that kind of Roman Reignsy style, like what they think is a tweener now. But actually even like more complicated because the reaction to her is very organic. Like it's, it's a really organic cheer that people are giving her. So it's, it's just really, really difficult in this scenario to go like, oh, is she actually an out and out heel? Because Charlotte's the one getting the booze. Mm. And Charlotte's promo that she cut earlier in the night, to me, like, I know she was saying, well, you've got to prove it, you've got to do all this stuff. It just sounded a little bit healy. Like, and I don't know if that's just she because... She was angry. I don't she know had if that's, attitude. And I don't know if that's just because she's a flair. Yeah. It might just be because she's a flair. But, you know, whatever. I, I got the sense that she... Um, that, like... Maybe this is me being optimistic, mm. but the reaction against WWE portraying as a heel and saying, no, this is the story we were... T- I don't care what you or the viewers thought you were hearing. This is the <laughs> genuine tweet by Road Dog last week. Uh, oh, that wasn't the story we're telling. Uh, you're wrong to the viewers, which is, which is completely crazy. Like, what, a, what an insane way mm. to make television. Like, you're in your own little boxed room of the people who make it and don't care about how it's being received. Mm. So I'm optimistic that that's kind of gotten through to them. And they're like, well, you know, where we're going with Evolution and Charlotte, we can't turn Charlotte heel to make this dynamic like that. But maybe we can take away that out-and-out, cheap, cheap heat version of heel mm. with Becky Lynch, where she's saying, oh, it was you, you fans' fault. 
because you turned on me or you never cheered me enough, which is demonstrably false. So now they're just positioning it as I'm a character and I've fallen out with you. So I'm going to this is like a blood feud now. And I think they can get in a position where both of them are kind of it doesn't matter which one you cheer for or boo because they're both kind of justified. Charlotte, although it would be fun to have her as an out and out heel, like she hasn't really she behaved within the rules of the match. Absolutely, it was just a bit. Yeah, I think the problem is, is again because it's, it's the classic WWE women's tying it all up in friendship. Mm. She wasn't a good friend though, was she? Like she, she won yeah. the match, and it was fine to do, but she wasn't a good friend. So as their friendship bracelets exploded at the end of the match, Becky was justified in doing what she was doing. Charlotte was justified in doing what they were, what she was doing. But it just means they can't be friends anymore. So no we now time. no exactly. So now we have to have these matches, which is gonna, which mm. is is great. But yeah, I think you can you can get to a position where they are both wrong and they are both right. Yes, and yeah, it yeah. doesn't have to be one person is the Miz and the other person is Daniel Bryan in this scenario at all. And actually, that's like that's really compelling. Mm. Like you don't always need to have a clear face and a clear heel and, and work things out. Although you know that's the traditional way of doing it. Mm. You can have characters that are on. On the, this this scale of grey, and people can get behind who they get behind, yeah. and you know you could even be in a scenario where the crowd cheers for both people. Absolutely, I think yeah, no people would be. I think people are excited to see Charlotte versus Becky Lynch anyway as a as a one on one match, mm. and yeah, you can get to this situation where they're both on even footing in terms of who's right and who's wrong. Therefore, it's all just about which character you like, because you can maintain that Charlotte is this dominant force. And then Becky gets to keep being the underdog, mm. which yeah, is what yeah, works. Yeah. Which is what's worked so well so far. They can they are basically the same characters. The only thing that's really happened is Becky's just gone. Oh, I don't like you anymore, which is fine. Like it doesn't need to be any more than that. Like just going, you screwed me out of my title shot, yeah, w- and w- I'm now really cross with you. That's fine in a competitive in a competitive sport. That is a fine feud to have. Like WWE have lucked into because they never do this of booking two people quite strongly mm. because Becky was on this winning streak. Charlotte is Charlotte. She's always at the top of the division in some respect. And now they're going to have a fight, not because one's more healy or dastardly than the other, but because they want to find out who's the best. This is how, like, in my opinion, wrestling matches should mostly be made. Two characters who are of equal footing. You're like, oh, I, I don't know who's going to win this one. It's not the story we're telling. Into both characters. It's not the story we're telling. No, that's a good point. Yeah, it is. It's best to not leave any room for speculation. That's what they did with Lost, wasn't it? Where they just they laid out exactly from the beginning exactly the story they were telling, and there was no discussion from anyone about any Mm. of it. It was actually just this is what's happening all the way down. Game of Thrones does the same thing. You've got fully you're fully aware of everything that's going on and what's happening at Mm -hmm. all times. All times. Uh, so the the actual the actual moment where Charlotte beat Carmella in what did you think of that match? Yeah. I felt like Carmella got most of it. Mm. So I mean I'm not as into this as Luke was, but Luke was always like, "What is what is Carmella's character?" I was like, "Well, you know, she's she's fake tanned and she mm. says she's better." But so sometimes like, but she's is good, he at- good or isn't she good? And then so, yeah, and then, but that's the thing. So sometimes she comes out and she's actually quite good at wrestling, mm. and other times. Maybe it's just that she's, it's just, it's Carmella the person, not Carmella the character yes. that is these things. And therefore, it's a bit hit and miss what happens in the ring. Yeah, yeah. However, yeah, it's really, it is odd that she was so, like, I think, like, when she came out on Raw, uh, sorry, on SmackDown last week and she said, you know, she wanted her rematch, she wasn't cross. No. She wasn't anything. Like, she, she just, like, lost her title at SummerSlam in a decision that she wasn't really involved in. You yeah, know, she like, didn't get pinned. Yeah. So, like, but she she wasn't even fussed. She was just like, well, I'll have me rematch then. Thank some you. Some R-Truth comedy. Yeah, some R-Truth comedy. And he's now following yeah. her around on a weekly basis. But, yeah, it's just, she. what is she? Because she, she, isn't, she isn't reacting to this in the way that you would think. Like, if she's going, Mella is money, she'd be like, you need to make me the champion because... I'm making the brand better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's all these tweaks to her character, but then, yeah, she doesn't seem to care when she loses the title particularly. Like, she mm. wasn't distraught or anything when we saw her on SmackDown. Yeah, it's th- what they've done with Carmella's character. And I never, I was never into her as the champion mm. anyway. Uh, but what they've done since is, like, 
oh, we're just bored now. We're they, moving on to the other thing. We can't. We didn't really have a plan for you once you lost the belt, Carmella. So you're just gonna probably have yeah. a few matches against Naomi for the next couple of months. It has been dropped, like it is yeah. hot. Yeah, like I mean, Jinder Mahal's another example. They tried to make something of him. It didn't quite work. So rather than just like use all that good work they had and put him in the Intercontinental title or a mid-card scene where he's much more suited. Mm. Now you're back at the, the bottom of the card with a Shanti gimmick. The Shanti gimmick works, though, in that sense that he can just turn up anywhere mm. and magically a match happens that night because he's annoyed Dean Ambrose or whoever. However, yeah, it's a shame to be like, he was legitimately a heel that was a big deal literally a couple of months ago. So mm. why are we now pretending like he's just some goof that turns up and annoys people? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Carmella got quite a few good-looking moves in, I mm. thought, which was which was good for her. But Charlotte makes her tap in the end with a figure eight, and that's when Becky Lynch runs in, huge pop. Like, not stone-cold pop, that's, that's way too big. But it was... It was, it was big, though. It was the biggest... It was I think it was the biggest of both shows, mm. probably. Yeah, yeah, I can't really apart think from, Apart from maybe more. maybe the Kevin Owens coming out. A few out. spots in that match, yeah. a yeah. few spots in that match and Kevin Owens coming out initially, I think. Uh, but the Becky beats her down and then says, I'm going to take my title back at Hell in a Cell. You bitch. Oh. He said an naughty word. She did. Which really, like, that wasn't... that Them having that line, like, they know. Because that's what they do with Roman. They're like, ah, Roman isn't getting over. How can we make people... Dr- we're getting to say bitch at the end of his his promo. And that's something they do to get him cheered. Yeah. So to do that, to to what they know is already quite a, a tweener character or a babyface character, mm. someone people want to cheer because that's all that's been bombarded at Road Dog for the last week. Then to have her say, you bitch, at the end, which was awesome and so cool and badass and fitting of this new... Stone Cold Becky Lynch character. I'm, I'm, you know, I must, I'm really hoping they think she is a tweener now. Yeah, I, I'm hopeful. My fingers are crossed. I don't want it to be like mm. basic, basic Becky the heel. Basic Becky. Basic Becky. That's the, yeah, the, the dropped character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want it. <laughs> she just becomes a, an exact clone of Carmella. Yeah, because that's the only way to the only way to the only way to get a SmackDown title shot is to be an exact clone of Carmella. Yeah, be blonde. And pretty, and then you, you, you will get a... And ideally American, if you run. could be yes. American at the same time, yeah. that'd be great. No confusing accents for Kevin Dunn. Should we get on with the rest of the show? Let's do it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So the full show kicked off with the five-time, five-time, Five time, five time. Can you dig? <laughs> I thought so. When because I, you know, peek behind the curtain. We don't watch these live. We watch them the next morning. Sometimes via nefarious means, just because that's the, the easiest way to get to them. And the particular site that I use will have the 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 player video. But before you click play, it will have all the screenshots. Oh, will it? Throughout the, like, the next 40 yeah. minutes. Which I, I try not to look at because sometimes it does give away spoilers. And the takes a lot, It takes one, a lot longer to click, though. Yeah. God, God, come on. Yeah, especially with all the pop-ups. Get your missus to do it. And ridiculous, <laughs> yeah. Ah, get in here. <laughs> uh, but one of the little squares was King Booker. And I was like, how is King Booker appearing on this episode? And as soon as I started the first segment, I was like, there, that's there, now. This is it. This is very funny. This was really good. Because sometimes, I love New Day. They've been very, very good for the last couple mm. of months. But sometimes their goofiness can verge into the annoying. But I thought this was great goofy comedy, bringing out Booker T. Um, I'm of the other opinion. Ah, why? I, just, I thought it just got a bit like... I thought it was... Initially, I, I really liked it. I liked... Um, the silly like he's he's it is I King Booker and all that kind of like mm-hmm. doing old oldie English and then and then just it started to sag really quickly it just really went into this bit it just was like quite good and then at the point where he was giving them all after the point where he gave Big E his title it just went and I was like oh this is now what the spinneroon is yeah but that was at the end and that was like I think there was a there was a section after that before that. And after the Big E bit, well, they had a, they were just having a chat about you know being you've gone Saxon on me and all this oh, kind yeah. of falls and it yeah. just it just all went. Oh, they don't really have a. There was I was like, there's no plan now for what happens, is there? You've got this far. Your plan was Booker comes out, says a couple of things, and then Spinneroonies to riff, end. Riff 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 riff. Yeah, there'll be some music and that big bit on the Spinner- script where it just says impro. Yeah, yeah, and I think that was the problem. It just felt very like. No one really knows what to say here. I liked it, you grumpy faker door. <laughs> I liked the Spinneroonies at the end. I thought that was quite funny. Uh, Biggie couldn't do a full one. Xavier and Kofi had to help him. Yep. yep. They came out with a Stanley Cup. Oh, was that what that was? Yeah. I think right. so. Anyway, I think that was what the commentary said. Because Canada like I don't know air what, hockey. Uh, is that thing. Is that what it is? The, yeah. That, is that yeah, what it's, it's, that's Stanley what it's for? Stanley Cups for air hockey. Oh, okay. Yeah. I want you to play at arcades. So this turned into the new day going to ringside, where they had their own special table set up. Orange. Were, yeah. That one looks like it'd be quite good to get put through, because mm-hmm. it's cushioned. That has got to happen eventually, mm. with all the pancakes and syrup going everywhere. Uh, that sounds like the sort of comedy Vince McMahon would enjoy. Food fights, a couple of fart gags in there. <laughs> uh, but they were on commentary for the first of two triple threats that would decide the number one contenders match to fight for their title. At Hell in a Cell. At Hell in a Cell, yeah. So Many layers. The first one was The Bar versus Galanderson and The Colognes. They're back. They Primo didn't, and Epico. They didn't get an entrance, but they're back. Yeah, yeah they got the job as entrance. Yeah. I, uh, so did Gallows, Gallows and Anderson, though. They yeah. were just in the ring after the break. Uh, Sad times. I really, really like the Colognes. I think they're great wrestlers. There was a moment, I don't know if you remember it, about last, would it be about May? It was after the Superstar shakeup. Mm. They got drafted from Raw to SmackDown. It looked like they were going to repackage them. They went from the Shining Stars, the Puerto Rico brochure salesman, to We Just Wear Jeans and Kick Ass. I was like, yes, they're both good. Epico in particular is so, so good. Mm. And then they just disappeared. And then one of them got injured. There was a few teases and rumours that one of them had asked for their release because their merch started showing up on Pro Wrestling Tees, which is an independent merch site to WWE. My God. Yeah. And then the last time I think Primo was around was the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. They usually get a spot in there. Lob them in. Yeah. We need a body. 
But that, yeah, they, I mean, I thought I'd like them. And they nearly won the match. I think they look good in this, actually. Mm. I, I thought, um, Gallo, weirdly, Gallows and Anderson and Primo and Epico looked like they had this match. Both between them, that was, it was them, really. Yeah. And yeah, I just thought uh, the bar didn't really have much to do with it. Like, they just didn't really put in any showing. And like when Gallows came in and started just throwing hands, he yeah, looked he tag, looked yeah. wicked. He looked so good. I think Anderson's always been brilliant and mm-hmm. like a lot of fun in the ring. He's got such he's got some really like really really good looking moves, really fun stuff. And then yeah, I just I was actually disappointed when it was like, oh, it's none of them. It's yeah, it's yeah. the bar again. But the bar New Day is a pretty fresh match. It's not like they ever had a big thing on Raw. I don't, yeah, but, I, but then I guess the, the, the argument to be made is, is it the bar going all the way through now? Mm-hmm. Now that a certain someone else is in the uh, picture for next week's one. Oh, you mean Rusev Day? You think so? I think they might do. I think like, oh, I think you've got, the a, bar you've got, you've got, a, you've got to capitalise on this at some point. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, but, yeah this, but it could be a swerve. So this brings up a, a good point. So you've got the bar, Galanderson and the Colognes here. I, I know, I'm not going to really count the Colognes, but those other two teams are, you know, big players in the tag division, yeah. in any tag division. And then you look at the match that Paige made next week for the other triple threat that will decide the other pers- the other team in the number one contender match. And that's Rusev Day, the Usos, and Sanity. Those are, those are five very good teams, plus the champions, the New Day, and the Colognes. Mm. Give some to Raw. <laughs> yeah, well, um, considering they've had to, in their mind, put Rusev Day as a tag team now rather than like packaging them as a, Rusev as a single mm. star with a manager or two managers. Yeah, yeah it, it says to them they don't think they have enough tag teams. Yeah, I d- it's just like what tag teams do Raw have? They've got the B team, the Revival, the Authors of Pain, Heath Slater and Rhino and the Ascension. I think that's it. Where's Ty- uh, Tyler Breeze? Where's he? Well, Fandango's injured. Yes, but yeah, so they yeah, had yeah, them yeah. as well. But but those are all like those are all revival and authors of pain should not be undercard teams, but they all have been positioned. Yes. Oh, Titus Worldwide, of course. There is a there is a quality ish there is a quality disparity between these two brands. I would like a shaker. Well, the problem is it's not yeah, but it's not a quality disparity. It's a the way you're packaging people disparity mm-hmm. and. Yeah. Like the Ascension were top tier guys in NXT. Uh, Heath Slater and Rhino have been top tier guys. Like I mean, they're like, yeah, and they're they're obviously like sl- slightly on the sillier side and have been. I think Titus Worldwide could be legitimate champions if they weren't doing if they weren't being goofy. Both mm. Apollo Crews and Titus are really good. Apollo's really really good. Yeah, Apollo is incredible. Uh, yeah, Revival AOP really really good. It's just. Yeah, it's just a shame. Like Tyler, mm. Tyler Breeze was a, like on track to be a big thing in NXT, and then when yeah. he came up to the main roster, he just was nothing. Like, I just I, the problem with SmackDown is that its tag division for me is so stacked that a lot of the teams, like the Usos, have been nowhere. Sanity mm. haven't been very well booked, but you're a lot of teams are getting pushed beneath and not being featured because because the you have one big feud. Yeah, you got it. one big yeah. feud. Which, you know, maybe there's, there's space there to do a big three-way feud like Edge and Christian, Dudley's and the Hardys of old. But yeah, I just, I think, I think the tag, it's just Raw's tag division is, is so badly booked, it needs freshening up. Mm. So maybe it's not about a, a tag team being called up from NXT, it's about one being transplanted over. But yeah. Gallows and, Gallows and Anderson. Gallows. Oh yeah, because they, they featured so well last time. Yeah, but they could yeah. just walk in now and be like, well, there's no one else. Yeah. After the revival, so maybe we can be top guys. Uh, <laughs> after that, the poor lads. Yeah, come after, from Japan. They, be... they said <laughs> it'd be great. Finn Balor's. Yeah, they to get to hang out with Finn Balor. Yeah, loads. I'm so, sure so, they'll so. make us a faction. He's opened the door for you already. Oh. You seen the picture on Twitter? He's, he's yeah. promoting Balor Club. It's just him at the. He's talking about us. Yeah, it's, right? a, it's a solo club. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got a little video package of Becky Lynch being a heel. Really, mm. this was very geared towards presenting it as a oh I snapped sad piano music Urgh, Charlotte Urgh, and hate you also Urgh, fans so that was a the thing then we got this your favourite guy 
Before we go into break, there he is, sitting there with his painted face. RKO on one side. I know, yeah. Can't figure out which is his real set of eyes and which is his eyelids. What eyes are you using, Jeff? The fifth eye. Where's the fifth one? Where have you painted it? Yeah, Jeff came down. It was Jeff. He cut a promo. Mm-hmm. About synapses firing and the brain chemistry. He's altered changing. the chemistry in my brain. He made me believe I could fly. And then it was like, roll the tape. Yeah. Which I, I, I really don't like yeah. that. Like, I, get the, I get the idea you have to recap it for the people in the audience, but do the package ahead of time. Yeah, get the announcers to do it. Yeah. And then play it like in the dark match. The, well, the, 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 the yeah, well, just, yeah, do it like whenever, like just play it at some point when we can't see it or play it. I guess a head, like just do a little promo package. Thirty mm. seconds will do. It's not a very complex feud. <laughs> like thirty seconds will do. Let's recap what's happened, and then Jeff can come out to talk about it immediately. Yeah. It's fine. I just don't. I, I just hate it when they're in the ring and they go, "Here is me last week." It's really contrived. Yeah. Because that means you have told someone to queue up stuff in the back, then gone out to cut yeah. a promo, and then yeah, it doesn't scream cool pro wrestler to me. It screams. This is all fake. Yeah, well, it also screams because then you're just watching your own PowerPoint presentation mm. at that point, and you're not doing it in a fun Drew Gulak kind of yeah. way. You're just doing it in a rubbish, like I'm talking about buttons or something. Yeah. Well, Jeff has been reborn, woo, and he brings out Orton. So Randy Orton comes out and he says, "Well, you know, I want to destroy this version of Jeff too." So. All the promise of the Orton heel turn, I think, mm. hasn't really been delivered on. No, he says he says I'm not finished working on you yet. Yeah, so I like the I like the place you've gone to last week when you swantoned me through a table from somewhere else. Mm. But I'm not finished working on you yet. I'm gonna ruin your career before this is through. He probably will because he'll probably make Jeff hurt himself so bad he can't work again. I guess. Yeah, yeah, and then Jeff says, "Well, we're gonna fight in a Hell in a Cell match." I was like, "What?" Mm. Of all the things to protect Jeff with, you put him in one of the bloodiest, most gruelling matches you can. And I was, I was looking at the, the other matches on the card. Yeah. This wasn't... Out of all the matches, this wouldn't be one that I would go, that's a Hell in a Cell match. AJ and Joe isn't, is it? Not yet. No, as far as... So not at the moment, but like, yeah. That seems much more like yeah, a, let's put them in a cage. I think Becky and Charlotte would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be... I would prefer that one in the cage. Uh, but I don't know, like... No, that'd probably just be Sasha Banks and Bailey. Yeah. Against... The Riot Squad. The Riot Squad. Someone, yeah, it'd be someone naff. So the idea behind cage matches is to either stop someone escaping, because you're, you're locked in there, theoretically, I know that never goes to plan, but storyline justification-wise, or to stop people getting in and interfering. But there's, like... So why the Hardy and Orton need this... I'm not very enamoured mm. by this feud. Uh, and if Jeff really is working quite horribly injured, it's, it's a really weird stipulation mm. to book. Hopefully it just does the RKO and then it's done. Yeah. That'll be it. The, Lower the, the cage the de- for ages. The deadliest move, as he said this week, the deadliest move in WWE, the RK, and then Jeff goes, no! I quite like that. Mm. RK, no. 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 Uh, yes, so after that, we got Carmella backstage. Renee Young is Mello. interviewing her, uh, And Mella's saying, well, I already beat Charlotte twice, so it should be easy. Our truth walks in after Carmella leaves brilliantly and goes on the cook, like, cookout lookout, Renee. Where's Carmella gone? And, yeah, he's just still building this feud with, with Carmella to get a United States Championship match. Well, <laughs> just... I love the fact he's getting screen time and we haven't seen the Usos for ages. Yeah, yeah. Like the so, the no same. Nakamura this yeah, week. Yeah, Dillin- and then Dillinger comes in afterwards mm. and says, no, you've got to stop. And then he runs, our truth runs off. And yeah. then Dillinger just goes, this is my life now. And so yeah. then the problem is it's a sad, it is, that is genuinely his life now. Well, I wrote and he my... had so much promise to Dillinger. Mm. I wrote in my review video, like I didn't know if that was an in-character thing or they just, like they didn't tell him that <laughs> they, they hadn't <laughs> cut. <laughs> And he was just saying that off screen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, bless him. Uh, but this, I, I'm enjoying the R-Truth stuff very much. You can't have everything be serious and uso-y. Oh, no, I don't mind. Comedy is no, nice no, to change I don't, change I don't mind a bit of comedy. I just, yeah. 
you've got you've got a thumb bone. One singular one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's in my Kay, little. It's in my little toe. Billy Kay took on Naomi next because Peyton Royce had taken on Naomi the previous week, and that's how these feuds work. Billy Kay got a, a surprise roll up in about a minute. Mm. Yeah. Evolution. That was a match. Mm. That happened. We had to watch that. I, I enjoyed uh, Royce and Kay's promo beforehand. I like their promos. Yeah. I think they're both really good. I just think they're like they, they're the perfect annoying, like clique. They're, yes, they're, they're just yeah. really like I just think they do it really well. It'd be nice for them to have a proper story though, rather than just one of them beats someone, then the other one beats that same person, and then the week after the person they both beat wins, and then they move on to another another wrestler. Yeah, exactly. So they're just their ultimate fifty fifty booking, aren't they? Yeah. Just, but it's actually the the odds that the numbers don't work because there's two of them. Yeah, so they... So actually it's... Well, did they get beat in a handicap match, though? Oh, I don't know. I think Scott Steiner on the phone. Do you think Naomi's going to beat them both in a handicap match? Well, that'll be pretty rubbish because I think they're being built as two competent wrestlers by themselves. This isn't the Ascension yeah. and Bobby Lashley. Well, no, I believe... Yeah, I believe what's being done here is that obviously they're being set up as some sort of credible threat for when the women's tag titles appear. Mm. Yeah. When they eventually show up, there needs to be actual women's tag teams established, and there's only really two at the moment mm. that aren't the iconics. And that's on on SmackDown. Well, so, so not even on SmackDown. So there's the there's the Riot Squad and Sasha Banks and Bailey as a little club, and then the iconics. Who else? And Absolution. <sighs> yeah, that is that is a great division right there, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. That's so must see matches, all of them. Uh, I'm being sarcastic. I know. And one of the match, like the the most intriguing of all those combinations, which is Banks Bailey versus the Riot Squad, has been done to death. We've seen it so many times, yeah. Because Ruby Wright and Sarah Logan, very very good. Uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks, very very good. Mm. Have a... By the way, I like this episode. I feel like we've just been crapping all over it. Oh no, I did actually like it. Yeah, yeah. just just put that out there. This, well, just... if, if people are already starting to to get angry at us, there is positivity here. <laughs> Including, well, I'm going to crap on this a little bit, but I really liked it as a surprise. Daniel Bryan versus Andrade Cien Almas. Yeah, that was good. I liked this that. This was really, really good. Uh, so there's a clip before the break of Bree and Daniel Bella just watching Bree run down to the ring the previous week. Because that's what they do. Oh, they just reminisce. Bree mode. Bree mode. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I do think it was weird they were watching like their best bits. Mm. And Maybe here like are a, your highlights. Yeah, like a Facebook memory. Mm. Remember this from last week? Because also you'd just be like, it It does seem dated to watch it back on a, to have hooked it up to a TV and be watching it now. You'd, watch it, you'd be watching it back on your phone, wouldn't yeah. you? But that's, that's a lot harder to compose in a single shot. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You think with the money, WWE would up the production values to Would be to able have to like do, a, a drone. Well, just to be able to do more than one shot in a, in a thing. Well, you know, the the other way they could have done it is come out, talk for a bit, and then say, "Oh, by the way, this is what happened last week." No, you're right. Yeah, let's Roll stick, the footage. Let's stick with what we let's stick with what we had. So Bree and Daniel Bryan come down to the ring, and I was just the fact that Bree Bella is that it's John Cena and, and Bree Bella now who are the free agents mm. of this company. I I'm annoyed that there's no justification for this. No. Like, at least with John Cena, they said, oh, yeah, he is a free agent. And it, it, was, it was transparent, and they were only doing it to pop ratings and because they booked themselves into corners. Mm. But at least they made an effort and said he was a free agent. Well, they play, yeah, they play up to the idea that there are contracts and people yeah. are signed to a brand rather than onto WWE as a whole. But what's going on here? <laughs> she's, just, she's brief. She does what she wants. Yeah. Well, I'm not a fan. She's not got a contract. She's got a mode. Look, if if they would, if it was, you know, the undisputed era, running roughshod all over the the company because they didn't care, yeah, yeah, and turning up where they want, and they're ri- they also put on really good matches and cut really fun promos and have an awesome presence, that is fine. I don't even need a reason for that. But this this is the Bella Twins, and WWE are trying to convince us no, Brie and Nikki are really really good. Brie they, talks they, like she's in slow motion. Yeah. She talks so... She like, wrestles like she's in uh, slow motion. She talk, When she was doing her... What was she saying? Uh, what was it? 
It's before that. When she, before Daniel Bryan said that she was a butt-kicking, diaper-changing, face-punching hot mama. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you wrote all that down. Yeah, I did write all that down. I just It was just... Yeah, she was say, she was just talking through, like, saying, oh, she really enjoyed coming down to the ring last week and I wanted to get Maurice, but she ran away. So I really enjoyed punching the Miz in the face. Northern Brie Bella. Yeah, and then I went home and I changed some diapers because I'm a diaper-changing butt-kicking... <laughs> My accent is changing as it goes. It's getting more Newcastle, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, butt-kicking hot mama. And then Brian walked in and he saw me and he said, Oh... You just punched that boy in the face. That's turned me right on. That's got me Talk all... on me beard, Bree. <laughs> That's got me all hot under the beard, Bree. Yeah. So this is what Brian said. He, you know, he, he found Bree punching Miz in the face pretty hot. So I think this is the, the start of an epic heel turn where Brian can only get sexually aroused <laughs> by his wife beating up... It's because they're, they're trying for another. Yeah. <laughs> so the ultimate aphrodisiac, <laughs> seeing your better half punch the Miz in the face. What a specific turn on, mm. if it is only the Miz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Brie, Brie Bella is, is a thing on all the brands. <laughs> At least she's not in a... If she turns up on NXT tomorrow, or tonight mm. rather. She is your She wasn't on the tapings, was she? Uh, so, Brian and Brie are doing their little win ring promo. And Andrade Cien Almas and Zelina Vega's music hits. And they come down to the ring and you're like, oh yeah, they're into gender too. Hmm. This is, this works. I th- yeah, I thought it was going to be a, um, like a mixed tag again. Mm. But then yeah. I was like, oh, Zelina's not wearing her ring gear. Neither is Brie. I imagine what is about to happen here. Yeah, and it was done quite quite well. So after this little Vega promo, and she's very, very good mm. at cunning stuff. Although I do take issue with the content as well as it was delivered. She was, and I guess it's a heel thing, but she said, I'm the manager of Almas, who's, who's been a dominant force on SmackDown so far. Injured Sin Cara. He's an undercarder. Took AJ Styles to his limit. So he lost. And destroyed Rusev Day who we literally just saw a few segments earlier being totally fine. And the one that, and won the last match. Yeah, and won the last feud, match yeah. of the feud. But it's I guess shame. she's a heel. Yeah, I, but I enjoyed... She also came out and she said it's an honour to be stood next to two legends, Brie Bella and Andrade Cienalmas. She is really good, and I, really, I do really like the promos I do. And then it was difficult when Almas took the mic, and it was a bit more... It was difficult. Difficult to understand. I, need to, I think they should almost have him speak exclusively in... Yeah. In Spanish, and then it would just be fine. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, but the, but then Daniel Bryan went, oh, look, you're there, I'm here. If only there was someone around to, to book a match. This was comedy I enjoyed. Yeah, this, this was I enjoyed good. This, and I enjoyed it being, it went on for too long, and he went, oh, when I was manager, I'd be out here like that to make a match. And then Paige music, Paige's music hits at that point. She runs out all out of breath and is going, oh, sorry. I'm in heels. Yeah. My, office at the, my office is at the other side of the building. Yeah, that it was, was good. It was really good. I, I mean, did you think this was planned? Because this isn't really what WWE do. I, Brian's so good and Paige is so good. Maybe there was really just a miscue and they worked around it really well. Yeah, potentially, yeah. I think maybe that might have been the case. Because it's just, it's not... Because they, they did, they also continually did like really labour the... Because I feel like when, maybe it was meant to happen when Almas finished speaking. Because... Mm. When Brian started speaking, he was like, right now. Yeah. Now. <laughs> like, there, was a, there was a definite, like, I'm trying to cue you. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, the music actually Just say roll the tape. The That's what everyone else is doing. <laughs> <laughs> roll the general manager tape, the automated <laughs> app. Uh, but, yeah, Paige comes out. She books the match of Almas versus Brian. And, yeah. Yeah. What, like, a dream surprise match that you... You never really knew you wanted... Well, always knew you wanted, because uh, Brian always wanted to face La, when Almas was La Sombra mm-hmm. in Mexico. So, yeah, you had this match, and they, they were terrific together. Yes. Those chops at the start. Yeah, just that like was great. Almas come out with a chop, and Brian chops him right back. Oh, it was brilliant. There's a bit where Almas went for the uh, like running knee in the corner. Not the, the double knees, but the run, like a running knee. Brian scoots out of the way, and Almas just... Flips himself off the turnbuckle to the outside, yeah. hitting his head on the apron on the way down. 
amazing. Yeah. It, it was really, and the, the Tranquilo, or tran, how, how do you Tranquilo. It? Tranquilo. Uh, he does that in the ropes, and Brian just looks at him, drop kick. That was great. And even, so this built up to watching The Miz and Maurice backstage, who were observing the match on a screen, not on their phones or an iPad, but on this LCD monitor. And Miz comes out, and he's looking at Brian going, ooh, you. So Brian just does a dive onto Miz through the ropes. And really fluidly, Almas jumps up onto the top rope and does a dive onto Brian. It looks spectacular. With a spin as well. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. a little spinning plunger doodad. Uh, and the finish was, how did this work? Uh, Brian got Almas in the yes lock. And yeah, Vegas so he counts, as, he counts as a moonsault and then rolls him up, gets him into the yes lock. Yeah, Vega's on the outside trying to distract the referee. Bree takes out Vega, but then Maurice takes out Bree. Miz runs in and hits the skull-crushing finale on Brian for the DQ. So you protect Almas somewhat. Well, it was more. Well. It was more than that, though, wasn't it? He ran in. He ran in and started beating on Brian while Brian to break up the yes lock. The DQ happened, and then Miz put Brian in his own yes lock. Oh yeah. And yeah. then uh, Maurice held Bree in the corner and made her watch mm. from across the ring. And as she was doing that, Vega just went mm, double knees. <laughs> just <laughs> double knees. <laughs> Yeah, which is different to our usual thought of, yeah, stand in Harakarana, <laughs> spike into the mat. So this was like, they only went about five minutes, and it did have a lot of stuff surrounding mm. it. It was more of an angle than a match, really, with all the Miz and Maurice and Bree and Vega stuff. But, like, that's all you need to do here. You don't give us the big-time singles match between Almas and Brian in this moment. To build up to a yeah. Miz match, yeah. I thought it was a tan... Like, this was... This was a really good tease for what we can have in the future. It was, yeah, it was a great taster of what's to come if they ever yeah. do have a proper match. And it is, it is bringing Almas back up into that mix of people where it's hanging with the AJs, the Bryans, and the Rusevs. Mm. So this is where he needs to be. It's, you know, you should really start to go for a title, enter a proper storyline that isn't based around. Yeah. You have a lady friend. He's, his problem. I have a lady yeah. friend too. His problem is going to be. That uh, the title I think he's perfect for is currently also held by a non-American talent, mm. so he's going Matt to str- he's going to struggle to feud for that one because they won't want they just I don't think they'll buy into yeah. the idea that two foreign talents are going to go for this one belt. And it's heel versus heel. And it's heel versus yeah. heel, and you know they they're already leaning into the you know the the United States of Nack America, like you know it's that similar sort of oh yeah by the way, I'm not from here, kind of heel yeah. gimmick that they love to do. And I think that would just end up being a sort of um, that same thing if they did it with Almas. SmackDown's weird problem isn't so much badly booking uh, characters like Raw is. No. It's almost that they've got too many good ones. They've got too many. I think it's, it's, it's actually a, they've got too many and not enough titles. Like yeah. it's that they could do with another title almost for the men's mm. division and not probably not for the women's division. Like if you get the, the tag yeah, team belts, yeah, yeah. that would work out. But yeah, I think they could do with a third title, just to make it like so. There's always something for someone to do. Yeah, or start to have some number one contender feuds. So Almas could face, uh, I don't know, a Rusev mm. in a singles thing, or you know, a baby face mid carder to have the right to face Shinsuke next. Yes, and then Shinsuke Or, or whoever the United States. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. They, they don't seem to do very much of that. It seems to be people just get immediately inserted into the title picture, unless you're Becky Lynch. Or a tag team. <laughs> a tag team, in, in which case you have to go through so many triple threats or tag team tournaments. Yeah. Paige loves a tournament. You have to beat, have to beat the champions to be able to yeah. have another match against the champions. Speaking of Rusev Day, we didn't talk about it earlier. When Paige announces that they'll face the Usos Insanity next week. Uh, Rusev was like, oh, this is amazing. Thank you, Lana. Lana is the best Lana number one. What a great gift. And he goes to kiss Lana, and Lana goes, oh, wait, it wasn't me who got this for you. And Rusev brilliantly looks around and goes, oh, come on, <laughs> to uh, Aiden English. And Aiden English is like, I've got your back, bro. So I, like, I really hope they don't break up, because that's usually the sort of stuff they do before everyone turns on each other and it ends horribly. I just want to see him as friends. <laughs> Very naive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we got the Charlotte interview, which you said was quite heelish. I thought it was more just... I was 
pissed off. I'm a pissed off Charlotte. Yeah, I just, well, I just, I don't know. I, d- I just find it, it sort of, maybe it just specifically rankles me that people say like, oh, you know, you don't, you don't deserve it. I, you don't, do, you don't deliver on the night when you've obviously run in from behind and done a natural selection to, to steal the victory. Mm. Even if it's not cheating, it's still stealing the victory to some degree. It's uh, shades of grey. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't think I don't. I'm not saying it's an out and out heel promo. I'm just saying it. it oh, the way the yeah. way yeah the way she's doing it is it's maybe it's not heelish. It's ruthless. I think is more mm. the kind of the way yeah, that yeah. she's the way she talks about being a champion and a winner is ruthless. And I think yeah that that contrasts to Becky who was very spirited. I think mm. in, in her all of her promos leading up to getting her title match and saying you know. I've worked. Not, she's not saying I deserve this. She was saying I've worked really hard for this, and I'm very pleased to have the opportunity. Yeah, I. Uh, it's the ruthless is ruthless is a good way to describe this promo because I thought the content aside, mm. Charlotte had an intensity and an anger that was that kind of mirrors Becky's own. Yes. So they're showing the same emotions. They're annoyed about the same thing, really. It's yeah, I like it that neither one has to be a heel or a face. That's why it can be per- it can be perfect. <laughs> it? They could just be the same. Uh, and finally, uh, well, not finally, because we've already talked about the main event of Carmella versus Charlotte. But the last segment we're going to talk about is AJ Styles oh, comes out. Oh, Wendy, Wendy, and calls out Samoa Joe in the ring. And Joe's like, "I'm not coming down there because I'm in the car park." <laughs> With, with signal that Kurt Angle could never find. It's, I've had to come all the way out here. <laughs> and he's on the he's being displayed on the Titan Tron. And he said, I'm not going to come down there, but I'll give Wendy a call. And he calls AJ Styles' his wife and says, save me a plate. Maybe I'll stop by next Tuesday. So maybe that's setting up a thing for a home invasion angle next Tuesday. Creepy. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of this feud so far. <laughs> I like this. I like this bit. It was just a way to keep the plate spinning. I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt, I think, in this yeah. scenario. Because I think we, we were harsh about the letter. And actually, do you know what? It paid off at SummerSlam. Mm. And then it paid off last week too. This week, I wasn't so sure about the phone call thing. I, don't... I thought it was a fake phone call. Because that was the problem with the letter for me. I didn't believe yeah, I just, I just, I don't. Yeah, I don't believe he called Wendy. In this, you know, like, like, and I, I also, I also just think that's cheesy. I just, when you, when you look at it, I just think it's not, it's not. There are creepier ways to do that that doesn't involve actually ringing her up mm. and saying all this stuff down the phone. Like, you know, you could have answering message, answer phone messages from him that AJ's found, or you know, like the Gargano and Champa did a bit of it after Champa was injured, and he'd uh, taken out Johnny. Johnny would turn up at. Champa's yeah. house yeah. knocking on the door and Champa was filming all these videos of himself going like he's outside now it's three in the morning you know and you just hear the sound of him like there's mm-hmm. like I think there's you can tell more of this without having to be a big in-ring promo because once you do that then everything becomes on this grand stage and then you're getting out your phone and going hi Wendy Mike and I think you know it is terrifying to say I might come round next week but you're standing in the car park and yeah I just don't I just don't, wouldn't believe you would phone them. Well, would it have helped if you had this, like Samoa Joe says, oh, hi, Wendy, and then on the other end it goes, would that... And then you could have just oh, done yeah, it on speaker. But the thing is, she's it, like... She, oh, yeah, speaker She's, she's in on it, isn't she? So it's not like, it's not like they're, they're not doing this around the idea that Wendy Styles is off limits to be involved in this feud. Like, she was at SummerSlam. Mm. Just get her on the phone. Like... Like if it was just pre-record, pre-record that bit. Get her on the phone. Have her on speakerphone and hear what she says. Mm. Yeah. Like I don't, or you know, I, I think there's just other ways. I like, I like, I prefer the idea that later on Joe is going to potentially turn up in AJ's life at some point, and that really takes it over the edge of like, you know, this is this is more than just going too far with your words. This is now going really, really too far with your actions, and then the logical conclusion is you yeah. fight it out in a hell in a cell potentially. Well, I, th- I mean, I'm hoping now that you're like, because when you were saying that, I was like, oh, but it's it's awkward territory to get Samoa Joe going to the house because you you don't want to fall into DDP Undertaker character ruining stuff there with the with the obsessive stalker character. But 
if next week, I don't know, AJ's having a match and then it cuts to Samoa Joe, filmed from Samoa Joe's phone, and he's there, like, you know, almost like a selfie saying, thanks, Wendy, yes, I will have some seconds. And Wendy's like, it shows Wendy in the house, really scared, preparing the food and putting it on Joe's plate. And he's like, thank you, Wendy. Actually, let's, like, tuck in your daughter or, like, whatever the daughter's name. And he can go up and actually, like, tuck in the daughter. Be super intense. Yeah. I think you could only, you could only do that if she didn't know. You know, like, you know what I mean? I think now she, she's seen the oh, match okay. now. You could do that bit. Because you could do Joe pretending he's nice in yeah, front and, of them, and Wendy's being like, "Oh yeah, and Wendy's drink yeah, exactly." Like, like, and then, then that's that yeah? creep, that's that always creepy like drama yeah. thing they do, where the, the evil person shows up at your house and is all sweetness and light to your family. Like that would work really well, but the problem is Wendy's seen Joe in the at match Summer <laughs> at, at SummerSlam and heard what's going on. So I guess yeah, yeah. Well, it's promising at least that feud. Uh, I gave this a smacktastic overall. I gave it four out of five. Really enjoyed the Almas Bryan stuff. I'm still digging Joe. Uh, I like how they're building the tag division. Yeah, I've, I've not got many complaints about this apart from Brie Bella just being everywhere. Brie Bella. What about yourself? I'll give it a four. I'll give it yeah? a four. Yeah. I think it was, um, despite my uh, obvious difficulties around Jeff Hardy, uh, I did actually really like it. I think there was, that a, there was, was the weakest part. There was, a, there was a lot of good stuff. Yeah, I just, I, I don't get all the spooky nonsense with the face paint. Mm. and the Some f- people and, 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 mad for it. Well, that, that's the thing. It's like they, they, he comes out every week because people go mad for it. And like, it, I mean, I used to watch Jeff Hardy when I was a kid and I do really like, I did really dig it at the time. But I just think there's more interesting people on SmackDown now. Mm. And to have Jeff Hardy come out every week and start saying stuff about synapses and brain chemistry, contusions or whatever, it, whatever word, whatever his word of the week is, it's just a bit like, you know, and then to, to have a sort of nothingy promo with Randy. Yeah. But a four, nonetheless. <laughs> a four. <laughs> and Becky Lynch. And that Becky Lynch. That was really Lynch. good, yeah. Well, that's all we've got time for today. Please click the videos that have just appeared on our laps to catch up with the latest Wrestle Talk awesome things. And this button right here, which will make Enix, which will make you a Patreon, hopefully, and we can make NXT weekly reviews happen, which we're very close we're to. Very close. I've been Ollie Davis. This has been El Fagador. And that was Rambling. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.